Welcome. We thank you for listening with us today. We ask that you please stow away and secure all important items. There are no emergency exits. So, just sit back, relax, fasten your earbuds, and enjoy. Got a whole lot of money that's ready to burn So get those stakes up higher There's a thousand pretty women waiting out there They're all living the devil may care And I'm just a devil with no Coming to you from sunny Orlando, Florida, this is Funny to Informing. And now, without further delay, your host, John Hannon. Alright guys, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Cannot thank you enough for sticking around. Um, it's been a while for me to do another episode, um, so as much as I want to welcome you guys back, I should probably just welcome myself back, right? Uh, it's been been uh, over a week, I would say close to two weeks now, um, you know, but I had took a vacation to Vegas, and, you know, and it was amazing over there. The weather was pretty much the same, but it was a much uh, much needed time off that I had to take for myself. And, um, you know, spend some time with my girl and my family. Um, and it was it was pure joy. All the days there was pure joy. Um, such a fantastic time. We did a lot. We did a lot, you guys. And, um, you know, how we were able to do a lot is because if you play enough at the casinos, they start to, you know, um, you build up credits. You know, you, the credit of your account that you, you know, the time you spent playing, the amount of money that you've, you know, cycled through their Vegas system, so they keep track of all of that, and um, it's a little windy out here right now, jeez, but, um, so they keep track of the credits and stuff like that, so when you accrue enough of them, you know, they'll give you um, some free play, or a free room for a night or two, you know, so, um, and, you know, my mother, she plays quite a bit, uh, you know, here in Tampa, and then she goes to Vegas a couple of times a year, uh, so, you know, she, she definitely gets the, uh, the benefits, you know, the rewards. Um, and then, so we were able to plan, you know, some fun stuff, you know, some free of charge, some, a huge discount. Uh, so it was, it was really cool to not only to go to Vegas, but then to be able to go to Vegas and then do all of these things. Um, and, oh, the list was countless, you guys. It was like, we saw the Bronx Wanderers, which was a great performance. Human Nature, another great performance. We saw the Michael Jackson Circus Soleil was phenomenal. We went to the Rolling Stones exhibit. Um, we went to downtown Vegas and, you know, got to see the Golden Nugget in Fremont. And, uh, we did the zip line. Uh, it's like a slotzilla. I think it was what it was called. You zip line over downtown. Um, you know, we, we met some crazy characters. There was a rodeo in town. The Marines were there to celebrate, um, their, uh, recent coming home from their deployment. Um, and it, it didn't even stop there. So it, there was a lot going on 
And uh, it was a fantastic time, especially if you go around the holidays. You get to see how they decorate for Christmas and, uh, you know, everything. Yeah, everything. And everything over there is a big production, and it didn't disappoint. But, um, you know, enough about that because I'll be clearing that up with everybody in the next, like, 30 minutes or so. You know, I got some audio when I was there of, you know, some of the individual days and the things I was doing when I was there. But, um, you know, so this episode, it's going to be a short one, 30 minutes or so, give or take. And uh, no digi here is nothing like that. I'll save that for starting next week again. But, um, you know, so if I were to just dive right into it, um, day one was a long one. And I'm and I got to say, you know, I, I didn't hate it that it was long. Um, you know, we got there really, really early. It was an early flight that we took and uh, limo picked us up and brought us to the hotel and we saw a few shows. And, um, you know, did some things. And uh, this is uh, pretty much how we spent day one. <sighs> day one is down, and it was fun. Twas fun. We started out really early in the morning, though. We got to the airport at, like, 5 in the morning. Right, babe? Um, 5 in the morning. Something like that. And then we uh, we got to Vegas around, like, mm, like 9, 9.30. So it was still early in the whole jet lag thing. I don't know if you could tell, but I'm really exhausted. But day one is down, and it was a lot of fun. We did the Bronx Wanderers, which in my opinion is probably the best show going on in Vegas right now. You know, it's not like celebrity. It's not like Wayne Newton or Britney Spears or anything like that. But, you know, they tell some tales about themselves and growing up and everything like that. But uh, And then the music was phenomenal. They're all extremely talented. If you're not familiar with them, just YouTube them and give them a listen. The Bronx Wanderers. Really, really awesome Vegas act. And then after that, we did the High Roller, which was awesome. If nobody's familiar with the High Roller, I don't know why you wouldn't be. But if it's it's like the Orlando Eye if you're familiar with that, or like the London Eye, but it's like 550 feet, so it's a little bit bigger than the Orlando one, but so we did that, and we got to see all of Vegas, which was amazing, and then uh, we took a limo, too. I didn't even mention that. Let me backtrack for a second. We took a limo from the airport to the hotel room because uh, if nobody's familiar with my mom's status, you know, we were able to get a really nice room because she's like a mini whale, and uh, it's like so she gambles quite a bit, so they comped her a free room just so that she could come and blow her money so that's what we decided to do she brought us with her and uh yeah day one was a blast it kind of felt like two days because we got here so early and it's so late now i'm sitting in the hotel room ready to knock the fuck out i have been buzzing like a bee all day drank quite a bit but uh yeah if anything i'm going to be checking back in for day two and i hope it's just as much fun Pwah! So while that clip was playing, I kind of figured out why it felt long. I didn't even think about this, and this is kind of one of the obvious ones, the whole jet lag thing. You know, I mean, they're they're three hours behind us. So when we took that flight over there, you know, we left at, you know, 6 in the morning or something like that. And then when we had gotten there, it was only, you know, 7-something, 8-something, you know, and the flight itself was, you know, four and a half hours but since we had to get over there and you know travel essentially back in time um, we didn't lose that much uh, ground and then when we got there you know it felt very long you know because of the time difference and uh, you know like I said at the end of the clip I was very buzzed you know and in my humble opinion 
the Bronx Wanderers was probably the best show there. And, you know, it kind of, I'm not even saying that just because it was day one, the first show we saw. It was like they, the, the Bronx Wanderers, everybody, each person on stage could play almost any instrument and they were changing, you know, and they were covering amazing songs uh, like Bohemian Rhapsody and um, Italian Restaurant by Billy Joel. Whoa. Whoa. Big old Mustang car. Listen to that baby purr. I know that's coming up in the background, right? I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to move through that anyway, but um, you know, I mean, and not for nothing, we saw some crazy exotic cars there. You know, in the hotel lobbies and stuff like that, they would just be, you know, a, a super expensive Lamborghini or, you know, a, a, a Ferrari. Oh, and now there's a plane flying over. So on top of the car engine, here's a plane flying over. And that's the one thing. That's one thing I don't miss though. Are is be, is that plane ride i did not miss it my ears were popping like crazy it was long it was tight uh so i'm glad you know on the way there i was sitting next to some big old big man i'll just call him a big boned big guy um and i think he was for some football team you know i think he was an offensive lineman for a football team or something so he was definitely invading my space a little bit but i was so excited to get to vegas i really could care less and then on the way back you know you obviously don't want to go home but, you know, it wasn't too bad on the flight back. I think we actually got back like an hour shorter because we had wind pushing us, you know. So, you know, but we lost all that time on the way back. So we pretty much spent like a whole day just trying to get back home on top of the three hours lost plus the four hours of travel, you know, and then getting to the airport early and everything like that. So that was a, you know, eight or nine hour trip coming home. But uh, going there wasn't too bad, and I think that's why the you know the first the first one felt so long, the first flight. Um, but no, no. So you know, the Bronx Wanderers, in my opinion, was the best show. They you know extremely talented. There was only a couple of people, which is what I appreciated more or less. You know, because we all like Green Day and you know the White Stripes or whatever. Because there's only so many, so few people, and then you know the fact that they had so few people be so amazingly talented and you know passing off different instruments and doing different things covering different songs you know they incorporated christmas songs because it was the season but uh no and it was super impressive and then um you know of course after that we did the high roller which you know i clarified in the audio it's kind of like similar to the orlando eye and i just i haven't done the orlando eye so i have no idea but the high roller is 550 feet, so it's about 200 feet higher than the Orlando Eye, and I, and the view was amazing. I can't compare the view to the Orlando Eye because I haven't seen it, but I can only imagine that it's probably like one of the best um, like high-rise views that you're going to get. Because um, being at the top of that wheel, it was amazing to see all the different hotels, all the cars traveling around, the planes flying by. I mean, because you are that high up. But uh, no, it was, it was incredible, incredible way to spend day one, um, you know, and I drank my face off quite a bit day one, you know, I was getting that Vegas high, so I was just drinking and drinking and drinking, and it didn't stop, you know, it went for all, the whole week I was there, it was, you know, non-stop drinking, but, you know, and, and that's why I was also ready to come home, it's like when you start, when you're drinking every single day because you're in Vegas, you know, it's, 
it's very easy for it to catch up with you. And then by by the end of the week, you're just like, Ugh, you know, I don't want to go home, but going home's not too bad at this point. But uh, day one got off to a great start, was amazing, and then um, you know, we we didn't know what we wanted to do for day two. You know, we didn't really have much planned uh, in terms of like seeing a show or whatever. But, um, you know, the one good thing was is day two, we got breakfast in bed. You know, we took our time leaving the hotel room. And then, you know, while we're sitting there eating breakfast, we just kind of all talked and we were like, you know, let's go. Let's go check out downtown Vegas. You know, let's go see what that looks like. You know, Fremont and, you know, the Golden Nugget, the casino. It's always in, you know, all of the old time movies. And, uh, you know, in my head, I thought it was going to be pretty beaten up. I thought it was going to be a beaten up, you know, place, you know, almost forgotten about within Vegas. But it wasn't. It wasn't at all. And um, they had a lot of, you know, new things. They had like a four-dimensional Walking Dead, um, you know, interactive game where you could shoot zombies and, you know, um, go into an escape room that you have to get out of and everything. Uh, We didn't end up doing that. We thought about it, but we ended up not. And then um, because we went to this thing, it's called Slotzilla, and that's like a zip line. It was that was phenomenal. And, uh, you know, you go down Fremont Street on the zip line and you get to see all the people below and you're traveling pretty fast. But, um, you know, so and I cover that in my little um, synopsis of day two. And uh, let's get you over there while I was in Vegas and see what I thought at that exact moment. Okay, guys, so we're in day two uh, in Vegas. Um, today, we decided to go to downtown Vegas. And in downtown, it's pretty cool. We see uh, Bud Light. We see um, Fremont. We were on Fremont uh, Street. And uh, over here, they have a zip line thing. And we did it. And we did it like kind of uh, Superman style. You know what I mean? And uh, went about 40 miles an hour. And it was so much fun. I'm going to try to post videos on funny informatives or something like that. Or a video or a photo or something. But holy crap, it was amazing. And, yeah, so, and I forgot right there, um, I was ordering a Bud Light. So when that, uh, you know, in the middle, you just hear me shout, Bud Light! That's, you know, that's me placing my drink order. And that's uh, kind of telling of how the drinking was when I was there. Um, you know, but it was it was cool. You know, we were dropping dilly dillies. <laughs> but um you know and then in like towards the end of day two i wrap up pretty much the whole day because we stopped by um a few of the hotels and we saw some amazing flower art but towards the end of the day you can definitely hear how tired and how drunk i am at this point give that a listen so day two is in the books and like I said, we uh, we did the zip line in downtown Vegas and walked around there and moseyed for a bit. But the uh, the other hotel visits that we went through, I mean, finalizing day two anyway, we went to the Bellagio and the Cosmopolitan. The Bellagio was super prepared for Christmas. They were extremely decorated with huge Christmas balls. And you know what they say about big balls? And then, uh, you know, they have polar bears and Santa and everything. Snow, elves, oh, tinsel, Christmas tree, all that. The Bellagio was super prepared. Cosmopolitan was nice. You know, I think we're going to have to go back there. 
But uh, the interiors of both hotels were amazing. You know, after we left downtown Vegas, we just explored some hotels, went out to eat, walked the strip a little bit, and that was a blast. And uh, that was pretty much uh, the extent of day two. Um, Swap. <laughs> so, yeah, so as you can tell, I'm feeling pretty good at this point, you know, and um, I was just trying to keep up with it, with it all, and, uh, you know, phenomenal, phenomenal, phenomenal. Um, I don't know why I end the videos with whop. I don't know why. Wop, 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 wop. I was just making noises. I don't know why. Um, but, yeah, I think this is a good time for to take a little bit of a break, um, you know, because I have a few more clips to play, but the back half... Um, of my Vegas trip was just as good as the first half. If I mean, if anything, it actually progressed into a better trip. Um, you know, but there, there's just so much to do when you're there, and you know, I feel like I did a lot, but I know I didn't even do a fraction of what's actually there. But we're gonna take a little bit of a break. I'm gonna come back and tell you about the the back half of my trip, and um, yeah, stick around for for me. Thank you. podcast i am drinking it's a bud light lime you know nothing too serious that's a pretty easy go-to if you ask me um you know because i still think my tolerance is on vegas time you know of of alcohol so i've just been uh consuming it a little bit easier than i would have um uh, pre-trip you know so um 
but no, it's good. You know, I'm glad I got the tolerance up a little bit, but I should start to slow down drinking. I, you know, alcoholism is a very real thing and I don't want to go down that, that road, but, uh, welcome back. And, um, you know, so, you know, the first few days were amazing. You know, uh, I think I covered day one and two for the most part in segment one. And then, um, you know, I started to um, kind of sum it up as a whole, you know, by the end of, uh, like, in between day two and day three. <clears throat> oh, excuse me. But, um, so, you know, because there was just a lot of people, you know, and I wanted to talk about the ambiance, what it felt like to be there, you know, because walking around on the street, you know, you got, it, one for one, it's cold. It's very cold there, you guys. So I'm sitting there walking around in, in two jackets, a long sleeve, you know, jeans, and uh, very layered up. And uh, these people on the side of the streets, you know, some of the Vegas girls with little stickers on their nipples and wearing next to nothing. And, I, you know, my first thought wasn't, you know, oh, man, that's a good looking girl, blah, blah, blah. My first thought is, God damn, are you not cold? How are you not freezing those little titties off? But I guess not. You know, I don't know. I don't know what was going on with them. But, you know, on top of that, you know, there was um, a Marine celebration in town, which was awesome. And I explained that. And, um, you know, they had a, a monks. For some reason, a lot of monks walking around trying to sell things. And uh, and then there was the rodeo in town. A lot of cowboys, cowgirls, cow children. Um, I didn't see any cows themselves or horses. But, you know, there was a lot of rodeo-esque um, things in town. You know, um, bars were catering to, you know, cowboys and, you know, so just certain things like that. But um, so I pretty much this next clip that I have to play for you guys is pretty much me talking about what it was like just to walk around and, um, you know, engage in meeting new people. And, uh, yeah, so give that a listen and um, I'll be right back in one minute. In terms of Vegas as a whole, um, everyone seems nice and approachable. You know, it's uh, everyone's really open to conversation, and it's great. You know, I I couldn't uh, say anything bad about it. We did have we had one monk. I I'm assuming he's a monk. He approached us and he gave us a little wristband and like a little like patch, and then uh, he appro- he gave us those two, and then. We there was like a language communication barrier where I guess he wanted twenty dollars from us. So the best I could offer was like two dollars. <laughs> you know, I was like, no, nah, I'm not giving you twenty for a bracelet and a little patch. But you can have two dollars or you can have your stuff back. And the monk took the two dollars and went on his way. But uh, you know, there's there's been a lot of weird people. You know, people trying to make money and. I swear to God, you guys, even the bums here are, like, phenomenal, like, extremely talented, and, you know, like, like anywhere else, and these homeless people would have their own, like, show, but the fact that they're in Vegas trying to do what they do, they're uh, kind of handicapped, so they seem like they're not that talented, but, like, literally, even the people that have nowhere to live, nowhere to stay, they have extreme talent. That they try to do for a living every single day they go out there. You know, I've seen the same people twice now so far. And uh, it's it's phenomenal to me. And um, 
like I guess they have like a like certain themes that they try to keep up with, and uh, I don't know if it depends on like the time of year, but uh, like like right now going on, there's like the rodeo in town. So the rodeo's in town, so we see a lot of cowboys walking around, and uh, you know it's it. I mean, I don't I don't really get the whole uh, ambiance of that, but uh, and on top of the rodeo coming into town, there's also uh, Marines because if nobody's familiar, November 10th is the Marines' birthday, and it's um you know not everybody gets to celebrate it during that time period. So the people that were deployed. For their birthday on November 10th as Marines, um, I guess they get to celebrate it a little bit later. So, you know, given it's the month of December, they get to celebrate it right now. And there's about 1,500 or so of them celebrating it right now. And there's more in November. Uh, we were here last year and we saw a shitload of Marines. Um, and I try, I try my best to thank them for their service as much as I can. But there's just too many of them. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so people who are celebrating it now were deployed when they had their birthday on November 10th. And uh, so I guess they get to come to Vegas a little bit a little bit after the fact. And, um, you know, I, I think it's phenomenal. The fact that I'm still seeing them, you know... Uh Yeah, so I mean, I had to cut the ending off short because I think somebody started shouting or something. So I like cut the the clip off. If it cuts, you know, out of nowhere, you know, don't think anything of it. There was just pointless stuff after that. But um, so that was cool. It was very, very cool. Um, you know, and I when I mean like um, the homeless people and handicap. When I say handicap, I don't mean that they're physically handicapped. I mean they have a handicap of. There's all these amazing shows already going on, and despite how amazingly talented all these, you know, people who don't have anywhere to live are, it was it's just it's tough for them to make it. You know, it's tough for them to make it in a place where, you know, almost everybody you come across has some kind of wicked, weird, awesome talent that you know should have its own thing. So that's what I meant by handicap. I didn't mean that they were just like, you know, uh, whatever, whatever you would have regarded handicap to have meant. But so that was really cool. And, you know, I really liked, um, you know, talking to some of the Marines and they were telling us, oh, yeah, we were deployed in, I believe, like Darwin, Australia or something. They were like, yeah, we were deployed in Australia and, you know, the, the Marines birthdays on November 10th. But we were deployed at the time. So, you know, people who were already overseas get to come home and celebrate a little bit after the fact. I think that's awesome. I think that's great that they did that um, because, you know, and like I was saying, I went a year ago you know, uh, around this time a year ago and there were the same, it was the same thing. A lot of Marines, you know, and, um, not, not a lot of Cowboys. There wasn't a rodeo going on at the time, but it's, uh, it's very cool to see all the little events and conventions and stuff that they have in town. Um, you know, and that they can take, uh, can cater to specifically. So that was, uh, it was really cool. And then, um, you know, and then by by the time day three came around, it got a little bit better for us because not only we, we got to get out of Paris, the hotel room that we were staying at. And to me, that place is, you know, phenomenal, probably the best hotel on the strip that I've seen so far um, or that I've dealt with. But um, it was really cool to have a change of pace because by day three, we were staying at the Venetian. 
And the Venetian was awesome because Venetian is where we saw um, human nature. So we went and saw their show, you know, hung around on the casino lobby a little bit, um, you know, uh, enjoyed the new room. I don't know if I posted pictures up or not. I think I did. I was jumping on the bed like crazy. I mean, I'm like, fuck it. It's not my bed, right? I'm going to jump on that shit. You know, if it breaks, I mean, how am I going to break it? I'm 120 pounds soaking wet, so there's no way I would have. But, you know, I I just like to bring out that little kid in me sometimes. And, uh, yeah, so I was jumping on the bed at the Venetian. And, uh, you know, so day three, I kind of sum up a little bit of what it was like to stay there and seeing human nature and and everything, you know, entailing with that. Um, and it was an awesome time. So let me uh, just give you guys that clip. Well, we're at day three of the night of our week in Vegas, and we've been uh, usually staying at Paris uh, across from the Bellagio, but um, today we got a room at the Venetian, and we went to go see a show. It was the Human Jukebox, or Human Nature Jukebox. Uh, Four guys, um, if you're not familiar with them, they were, in the 90s, they were the number one boy band in australia and we all know in the 90s that boy bands were like the hottest shit of all time um but it was a crazy great show crazy great the vocals on all of those guys was amazing um they pulled me up on stage and had me sing rudolph the red-nosed reindeer with them which was fucking nerve-wracking and uh one of the guys was pointing out my girlfriend baby uh most of the time so I had to point at him and let him know I was watching him, watching her. Uh, it was a great time, though. Great, great time. And uh, I think we're just going to wrap up day three walking around a little bit. It's really chilly here. But, uh, yeah, I'll check back in at some point. Pop, pop. So that you know and i don't know my excitement it's hard to bring out my excitement sometimes and i do have a video of me um performing with human nature we sung rudolph the red nosed reindeer which i was glad i knew all the words nailed it but um it was it was awesome it was incredible um and if and when i have to sit there and compare human nature and the bronx wanderers you know the bronx wanderers it's a pretty much a tale from new york and human nature they're from australia you know, unrelated to the Marine being deployed in Australia, but they're from Australia. They were a boy band in the 90s, and by around 1996 or so, they were regarded as the number one boy band in Australia. And, um, you know, so they were definitely more um, a criti- like a f- a famed. They were more known. And, uh, you know, but if I had to compare them to the Bronx Wanderers, it was just different. I, I want to say for sure... You know, I can't I can't say for sure whether it's better or not, but, um, you know, vocally, I can say for sure. I think human nature was a little bit better. But then when it came to like the instrumental uh, Bronx Wanderers killed it, they killed it. And then, you know, like I was saying, you know, the Bronx Wanderers, there's only so few of them that put on this type of production. Human nature had a little bit bigger, bigger of a stage, you know, bigger of a production and, uh, you know, they had their own band, so they didn't have to play any instruments. They just got to, you know, do their doo-wopping and dancing and singing. And it was great, you know. And, um, 
And they, they were very interactive. I got to say that. I loved the interaction that they were um, giving the audience, um, you know, on top of pulling me up on stage, you know, to sing with them a little bit. Uh, one of them, one of the human nature guys, his name's Phil. And Phil kept pointing to my girlfriend, you know, because, you know, he would keep mentioning that they were a boy band in the 90s, blah, blah, blah. The girls would go crazy for them. So he keeps so he keeps pointing to my girlfriend, you know, you know what I'm talking about, you know, you know. Da, da, da. And then he comes down and he starts singing to my girlfriend. He sings a Backstreet Boys song. Um, I'm pretty sure it's I Want It That Way. Um, or that might be in sync. I forget. Fuck. In sync or Backstreet Boys. The I want it that way. Tell me why. You know, you, you know what I'm talking about. So that song, he's, he comes down and he sings to her. You know, and he's like, excuse me, John, blah, blah, blah. And then he sings to, to my girlfriend or whatever. And then, you know, like I was saying the whole time, he's sitting there pointing to my girlfriend, you know, kind of like he's watching her. And then halfway through the show, you know, he goes back up on stage after he's done singing. And then he, he gets on stage and looks at her. And then I give him that the stink eye. I let him know that I'm watching him watching her. And it, it was just it was a lot of hilarity, a lot of hilarity, a lot of funny stuff. You know, in between songs, they were being hysterical um, and gave us a little bit of their backstory on top of the Bronx Wanderers and their backstory. But um, I would say both shows hold up almost equally. Um, it's just different things were, you know, better from one or the other. So it was like the vocals, human nature had it, but the instruments, Bronx Wanderers had it. I enjoyed the songs from the Bronx Wanderers better, but I enjoyed the banter and the playfulness of human nature a little better. It dead fucking tie, you guys dead tie. Um, it was great. Uh, but, uh, you know, and one thing I did, I don't know if I mentioned it. I, I'm pretty sure I mentioned it in the audio clips, but Vegas was very chilly very very chilly over there you know but i was i had braced for it you know i was ready for it but it was um you know and as far as i'm concerned i guess it was pretty cold here in orlando while we were there so it was kind of good you know it was good that it was going to be cold no matter where we were so i was just blessed to be in vegas instead but um you know it 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 takes a bit to get used to that also you know just walking around shivering or but no Nope, nope, nope. I, I didn't let that bother me. I was, and I think that's part of the reason why I was drinking so much is, you know, you just kind of drink. Um, it's kind of, uh, uh, what do they call them? Like an illusion. It's, you know, the alcohol constricts your blood vessels, making it seem like you're warming up when realistically you're not. But, you know, I was, I was using that illusion to help myself, you know, get through the cold weather. But, um, Okay, I don't know what audio clip I'm up to right now. I'm pretty sure I'm on day three, so let me play that clip for you and, uh, you know, let you know what I thought of at that exact moment. Okay, guys. All right, guys. Uh, it was day, uh, day four. Uh, day four, something like that. Some some checking. I'm checking in. Uh Amazing time, still, as always. Uh, we stayed at the Venetian, like I think I previously mentioned. Stayed at the Venetian. We checked out the Rolling Stones exhibit. It was, uh, you know, a lot of personal stuff from the Rolling Stones, their diaries, um, you know, unseen footage, uh, audio, and, you know, um, it was phenomenal. And, they, you know, they let us uh, listen to their songs, and we could, like um, – isolate the vocals or um 
you know, dub out everything but the drums. And, you know, so they, they let us listen to whatever we wanted to. We got to see, like, their living situation in London. The whole exhibit was phenomenal. We got to walk through and take as long as we wanted to, right? Yeah, they're still alive. And they're all still alive. Yeah, that was... That was a surprise to Baby. Baby was like, what the fuck? They're all still alive? Knowing that they were, you know, serving music in the 60s, um, it was a big shock to her for some reason. Um, you know, and yeah, it was, a, it was a great fucking time, as always. And, uh, you know, after that, we made our way back to Paris, where we've been staying this, this whole time, for the most part. We love Paris. We love Paris. This is like fucking home at this point. Our, our second year being here, and uh, again, they do not disappoint. But uh, we, we ate at the Gordon Ramsay restaurant. Yeah. Gordon Ramsay, Kobe steak, uh, loaded baked potato. Uh, what, was, what did you get? No, oh, crab cakes, mac, mac and cheese. Mm, mm. Even the bread. They had like four different breads, and it was phenomenal. Yeah, so I was glad I went there extremely hungry. So that was good. But uh, yeah, whatever day this is that I'm checking in on, that's uh, that's pretty much how it went. Um, we're about to take a little stroll around. It's pretty cold over here, but from as far as I'm concerned, it's cold in Orlando, and it's snowing in Philadelphia. So it can't be uh, it can't be any worse here. It's got to be at least the same, if not a little bit better. But uh, shout out to all you guys. I don't know if you guys saw the pictures. I put up a uh, picture of my Funny to Informing sticker, but also um, an amazing band from Philadelphia, Adventure Lost, hashtag Get Lost. And then, um, you know, I brought some stickers with me from podcasts uh, related to the podcast Mafia in Central Florida, Semantics, uh, Samantha and Travis. They're phenomenal. And What's the Fuss podcast, uh, Rocky and Etchy. And um, the late Bill, Hurricane Bill Helveston. Um, but, you know, um, I had an amazing time. Um, yeah, but I'm, I'm probably going to be checking in a little bit later. So uh, look out for that. So, yeah, I was wrong. Um, I guess it was day four. Or something like that as far as I was saying um you know and we were you know doing our I was checking in you know from the Venetian and all that but um another thing they had at the Venetian on top of you know seeing human nature was they had the Rolling Stones exhibit so I was glad I talked about that a little bit because going in there it was was crazy it was crazy you see the diaries that they had you know you see Oh, excuse me. You see the outfits that they were wearing, you know, on to specific concerts, you know, and you get to see a little uh, video clip of them actually wearing it. Um, you see like uh, mock renditions of what they call a flat in London or in the UK. Um, so they were staying at this pretty wonky apartment and you get to see, you know, the inside of the apartment. You know, I guess they set it up to where to how they remember it, you know. Uh, Keith Richards and Mick Jagger and all of them how they remember the apartment being so it's like almost an exact interpretation of where they were staying and the place was a fucking pigsty you guys pigsty I'm going to try to put up photos of the Rolling Stones exhibit you know and um, maybe you could see how they lived uh, just you know cigarettes in random ashtrays and 
random container lids and clothes everywhere and they they must have had a cat because there was shit sprinkled everywhere it was a mess it was an absolute mess you know they would never clean up after themselves and it was very obvious um you know and then but baby baby was surprised that they still perform she was she was so shocked because we walked by one glass where you know we walked by one room where it was a bunch of guitars that that they had had the year they played it or you know the story behind it and then there was one box where you know it was empty and it said currently on tour you know with them and he she's like what the fuck they still play i'm like yeah 80 you know 80 years old and they're still performing um and i guess if you love to do it that much as opposed to retiring why the fuck stop right um, so that was it was incredible, you know, incredible. We got to see a 3D concert of the Rolling Stones towards the end of the exhibit. You put on these glasses and you watch them perform a song or two, and uh, you know, uh, in, insane, insane. And uh, you know, and that was this was the day that we had gone back to Paris, and uh, kind of it kind of sucks. This was my last update. That was the last audio clip I had gotten, um, you know, and. I'm glad that I got in the Gordon Ramsay restaurant. The Gordon Ramsay restaurant was it never disappoints. This is the second year I've gone to this to that restaurant. It was phenomenal. And I know I say phenomenal and amazing. I've said it I've had to have said it like 30 times through this um through this show, but it really was that phenomenal. It was. Um you know, I I instead of getting dessert, I got a little glass of scotch, McAllen 12 year. Oh best dessert I could have had you know I I had stuffed myself so much during the 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 actual dinner you know on the steak and the mac and cheese and the 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 assorted breads and the you know baked potato all of it and uh so I wasn't really that hungry you know for dessert but you know I, I open up the dessert menu and fucking there are a list of scotches that you could drink as a dessert I was like oh hell yeah they know me they they know what I'm about, um, but it did suck. It was the last check-in I did, and um, you know I like I had mentioned in the audio clip too. I brought some friends with me. I brought what's the fuss podcast, their sticker. I brought semantics, uh, Samantha and Travis. They're great people, and melodic descent. I'm not gonna say melodic dissident anymore. Travis, he's in a band. It's called Melodic Descent, not Melodic Dissident. <laughs> there's, I was saying it wrong that whole time, but uh, yeah. So Sam and Travis from Semantics, amazing. What's the fuss? Like I just said, um, I brought Adventure Lost, the the amazing band from Philly. Jack and Larry are literally uh, just great with their bluesy rock. Uh, they can go hard. They can slow it up for you. They're, it's amazing to listen to them. And uh, shout out to them. I was I was listening to you guys when I was there. So, uh, no, but that was my last check-in, um, and there was actually one thing I forgot to mention or react to, and we did it the second to last day, so I pretty much, um, did audio for the first four days, and then I got off of it a little bit, I was, I was having too much fun, but, um, you know, towards, towards day five, we did Circus Delay, um, it was one, was what it was called, it was Michael Jackson's Circus Delay, and, it was absolutely amazing, phenomenal. Like I, <laughs> I'm repeating the words, amazing and phenomenal. It, but it was, it, it was the. There were a lot of dancing. And, you know, it was a little less of a circus delay act as much as it was um, artistic interpretation of his music. 
and uh I, the storyline was it seemed like solely based on his battle with the media you know and how they depicted him and how he was always running from the media you know to try to get actually just a, a bit of privacy and uh you know his fans chasing him and stuff like that but the the circus Soleil show you know was it didn't disappoint it was great we sat in the second row and uh you know which i think was a little close because there was a you know, and if anybody's ever seen a Circus Delay show, there's always a lot going on. Always a lot. So sitting in the second row, there's stuff happening above us. There's people coming down from the back of the audience, you know, and flying towards the stage. And, you know, there's people turning, you know, and jumping above you. And so there was a lot going on, but still a fantastic time. A fantastic time. And, uh, you know, I can sit there and individualize everything and say that was amazing, that was phenomenal, that was fantastic, that was great, I loved that. But I, it's just much easier for me to say as a whole, the best vacation I've ever been on. The best vacation I have ever been on. It, we, we, did this, we did this Vegas trip last year, stayed about the same amount of time, and uh, it, they somehow got a little bit better. They somehow got a little bit better, and I went into this trip thinking in my head there's no fucking way that it's going to top the last time, but it did, but it did. It, it held up. Vegas, if you can ever find the time to go to Las Vegas, even if you don't have a lot, you know, a lot of money or a lot going on, you know, there's people that are on the sidewalks that offer free shows, free admission to clubs with free drinks. You know, you could literally just walk around for long enough and find something to do that night for no charge. So it's something to think about. You know, I mean, if you guys are planning a trip anywhere and you don't know exactly where you want to go yet, make it Las Vegas. Make it Las Vegas. They do not stop entertaining. Uh, everything is new there. Every day is something else. Um, and, and and that's really just um, that's all I got to say about that. Or what is that? Is that Forrest Gump? And that's all I'd like to say about that. But uh, great time. Great time. If anybody's uh, thinking about going, I recommend it. Five out of five stars. All of the shows, whatever you can get in, get yourself into. I'm sure you could see. Well, one thing we saw, too. We were walking, and we saw Piff the Magic Dragon from America's Got Talent. I, he has an act in Vegas. We were just walking by, and out comes fucking Piff the Magic Dragon with his little dog. And we're like, holy shit, you know, and so that's literally how spontaneous Vegas can be. You know, we were, another place we were walking by, there was a little meet and greet for Mike Tyson. And when we looked in the room that Mike Tyson would have been in, we missed him by like 10 minutes. So I would have been able to see Mike Tyson also by complete accident, you know, um, you know, because we, we never tried to plan too much. You know, we, we, we do like to let Vegas take you where it goes. And uh, I'm glad we did that. I'm glad we did that. We we planned a few awesome things, and then on top of that, the things that we were doing in the middle were just a blast. Just a blast. Um, I'm glad I get to come back, and my liver gets to recover from the drinking, and you know I get to you know maybe lose some pounds from what I ate there. But <laughs> good times, good times, and um, you know to all everybody who's been listening, I'm back on it again. So if you're not subscribed, subscribe. Available on iTunes and Google Play and a few other platforms. You could just Google Funny to Informing and it'll be right there. Um, and I will definitely be back next week uh, to start picking up uh, normal again. You know, doing Digi Hears, trying to get some cool guests on, uh, 
pick up some amazing topics that we could talk about and joke. But um, that's 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 the extent of what I have to say. And um, I appreciate uh, everybody who's listening. I appreciate you guys giving me the time off and jumping right back on to listening. And uh, yeah, uh, just stay tuned for what I have planned ahead. I I hope that it's going to be good and uh, I'm ready to get back onto the ball. I'm back here in Orlando and I'm ready to get back to work and get back to normalizing life. But uh, all right, guys, thank you for listening. I don't know if I mentioned it, but I'll put it right at the end of the show. The intro track was brought to you by www.bensound.com. <laughs> so thanks to everybody who's been listening. I will be seeing you all around. Take care. Peace out. Viva.